Hey everyone, welcome to the Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. My guest today is Dr. Allie Volpe. She is a board-certified Atlas Orthogonal Chiropractor, which means that her work starts in C1 at the Atlas, which holds our heads, our heavy heads. And um, she talks about her um, her personal experience with her mom getting in a, a car accident and how her atlas was out of alignment and that caused her um, all kinds of problems, including uh, blindness and um, and other problems in her body. So she talks about how it's all connected, how she uses a hands-off approach, which means that she uses an instrument called an activator and maybe some other things, but that's primarily what she explained to me. And she's a very good teacher, explains you the whole treatment plan and how you go from being seen to get better and being seen less and less so that you don't need to come in all of the time for adjustments to feel better. So it's truly a wellness space and a, a great place to start with a chiropractor. So if you are in Durham, North Carolina, that's where she is. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and reach out to her. Reach out to me. You know, on Totally Well, we love five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts because it helps us be seen by more people. And when we're seen by more people, we as a team are helping more people. So join the team. Help me out. Help you out. Help our friends out. It really is awesome that we can all do this together. So I hope you enjoy Dr. Ali Volpe on Totally Well. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Allie Volpe, right? Is yes, correct. And uh-huh. you are a chiropractor? I am. Yes. And the name of your practice is the Atlas Center? Correct. Yes. Okay. The Atlas Center of Durham, North Carolina. All right. So what's mm-hmm. the temperature there? We are actually expecting snow this morning. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh-huh. First snow of the year here. Wow, it's about 30 degrees here, so now I'm not so jealous. That's nice. We're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to let my listeners know here at Totally Well sure. that mm-hmm. um, I was introduced to you through um, one of your your clients or your patients, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, she's a colleague, and she just raved about um, the, the help that you gave her. So she's somebody who I'll actually say her name, Lynn Delgadio, because she has a book called Alton on impact. And she talks mm-hmm. about her uh, very publicly about her, um, traumatic brain injury. And um, right. so she's looking for help around that in many different ways. And so for her to sing the praises about you, I was like, I need to meet this woman. I appreciate so, that. Thank yeah. you. Thank so you. She's had quite the story. Yeah, she really does. And I, I mm-hmm. recommend people grab her book because it, it goes far beyond traumatic brain injury to really personal development and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know much about what you do. I had just a little sense from Lynn, but I'd love to have you tell me about your, you know, how you got into doing what you're doing and then what exactly it is. Yeah. So I actually had a very personal connection to chiropractic early on in life. My mom, she was involved in a really minor car accident. She was stopped at a construction stop sign and the car behind her didn't stop and rear-ended her. And actually her car didn't even sustain that much damage. It was a pretty low impact crash. Um, And so she was taken to the hospital. They took x-rays of her neck. There was nothing broken. So they sent her on her way home with just some ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately about, um, a couple months later, she started to get a frozen shoulder. Mm 
So we know now that that was her body trying to show us signs that there was something going on. She went to physical therapy. It got um, about 75% better, and she continued on with life. Um, about a month after that, she started to get very debilitating headaches that turned into a migraine that never went away. Wow. Um, my older sister and I really joked and said it was the never-ending headache. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and about a week into this never ending headache, she woke up one morning and her eyes literally began to bulge out of her head. Um, they started to swell so much that the inner lining of her eyes flipped out and it was just an eyeball and two fat pads. Um, and through the course of that day, she actually lost her vision. Wow. So that was a monumental day in our family. And her vision actually never returned. She had severe double vision and couldn't see. Mm -hmm. And we spent the next year going to specialist after specialist that initially told her she had Graves' disease. They wanted to radiate her thyroid um, and ended up giving her the diagnosis of orbitopseudotumor, which if you're like me and have no idea what that means, it basically means that there's some sort of tumor or mass behind the eyes, um, but they don't really know what it is. Okay. So um, they put her on 250 milligrams of prednisone a day, which is a steroid, very, very heavy steroid, mm -hmm. um, and basically sent her home with the only option being exploratory brain surgery. So one of our friends uh, is a massage therapist and was rubbing her neck to give her some relief one day and said, you know, Linda, your atlas bone feels really weird. And she let her know that her atlas bone is the first vertebrae of your spine spine that your head sits on. Mm -hmm. She's like, I know this chiropractor. He does this really different technique. You should just go see him. So we did. And really that day she had her life in her hands and no hope for other treatment. And he did the one thing that no other provider had done. And that was re-image her neck after the accident, after it had been about six months. Mm -hmm. And what he found through our very specific x-rays that we take is that her atlas bone was actually twisted 180 degrees on its axis, and it was blocking any fluid from circulating throughout her brain, pooling behind her eyes. Um, so one adjustment, and the next day she could see again, the first time in one year. Wow. And through treatment, about six months later, she was off all of her drugs, and she was actually driving again and getting her life back. Wow. Um, so that was such a profound experience to me and my family um, that I decided to go to chiropractic school, and I wanted to uh, specialize in the Atlas Orthogonal Technique. So um, I moved across the country to Spartanburg, South Carolina to be close to the inventor of the technique, Dr. Roy Sweat, who's in Atlanta. Um, and I trained under him, became board certified, um, and then came to practice here in the Raleigh-Durham area. Wow. So mm -hmm. could I take a step back to that? Yes. I'm trying to imagine. So is this, you're talking about C1, the first... Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. you, that can actually happen, that it can spin around like that? Absolutely. And let me describe a little bit of the anatomy of what the atlas bone is. So our atlas bone is the first vertebrae of our spine that our head sits on. Our atlas bone, it weighs about two ounces. But do you have any idea how much your head weighs? Um, I don't remember. I think I used to know that, but that's a good uh, trivia <laughs> question. 
Yes. So your head weighs about 10 to 14 pounds, about 12 pounds on average. Yeah. But your atlas bone weighs two ounces. Yeah. And the only thing that holds your head to your spine are muscles and ligaments. There's no bony lock that holds that together. Okay. So that makes that area especially vulnerable to trauma and to misalignment of the spine. Um, When those muscles and ligaments are damaged, then the atlas that will cause the head to no longer sit correctly on the cervical spine. And there's so much influence into where the brainstem is and the input to the brain in that area that it actually causes the whole body to go into a compensatory reaction. That's called the writing reflex, basically your body trying to write its wrong. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when the atlas goes out, it can go out on the right or the left, kind of like a seesaw up and down. Yeah. So if it goes out on one side, naturally the head will tilt to the opposite side. When that happens, our eyes are not seeing level with horizon, but our brain demands that we see straight ahead. So what we do is we will pull a shoulder up to stabilize the head. And then your opposite hip stabilizes the opposite shoulder. So you bring a hip up and it will actually make one leg shorter than the other. So it has a whole body effect, just that one little bone right there. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. I, I, I see it. Um, certainly when you have an injury, you can, mm-hmm. and, um, I've, I've seen uh, for many years, I worked at a sedentary job doing medical transcription Mm-hmm. And um, so just sitting in one position, trying to hold myself in a swivel chair from absolutely that, that so you can feel things that start someplace, but really uh, end up noticing it in another mm-hmm. place. That's a really great point. Um, the average American sits for 13 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So if we are sitting all day with all of this pressure coming down on our spine at an abnormal position, it is causing us to create pressure points within our spine that really people can now feel as headaches, mid-back pain, even low back pain because of how much the entire body has to compensate for that. Um, I actually used to get pain in my knee from the mm-hmm. way I was sitting because it, 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 of the, this, it was very subtle, but it was yep. mm-hmm. for so many hours that it started mm-hmm. to mess up my knee. Yes. I actually work with a lot of athletes as well. Um, I am big in the CrossFit community. Oh, nice. I'm a CrossFit athlete myself. Mm-hmm. And primarily the thing that I see with them with major atlas issues is knee pain. And that's because if you think about it, if your legs are unequal and you're walking around all day like that, and then you start to load up the spine with a squat or different motions like that, then you're putting so much more pressure on one knee than you are the other. So we have to get that head sitting on top of the spine correctly first mm-hmm. so that that compensation reaction can unwind. And now you can load up the joints of your body correctly. Wow. And so the Atlas orthogonal technique is all instrument based. Um, so there's no pop or no crack. It's all done within the patient's natural range of motion. Okay. We, we actually, we take very specific imaging and we measure the misalignment to the closest one one hundredth of one degree. So there's no guesswork in what we do. Mm-hmm. And then we realign the segment using percussion energy. It's so gentle that um, most patients don't even feel anything. They hear it more than they feel it mm-hmm. until about four hours later when they can tell that an adjustment has occurred. Mm-hmm. 
How would they tell four hours later? Is it painful later or is it better later? Most people have a huge reduction in their symptomology. Um, When you get that segment back into the right place and it hasn't been there for a long time, you really start to do a tug and war with soft tissue. We get it back in the right space and now your body says, oh, I like this, but now I want to hold it here. So you can experience some soreness into the neck and the shoulders, kind of like you just worked out. Um, People might feel a warm sensation. Mm-hmm. And that's really because when the atlas goes out of alignment, one of the major blood supplies to the brain is the vertebral artery, and it actually runs directly through the atlas bone. So when we have a misalignment of the atlas bone, it will actually constrict that blood supply. Right. Um, that's when we see a lot of things like brain fog, chronic fatigue, headaches, um, things like that. So when we get the atlas back into the right place, we have the restoration of blood flow and people will actually get a warm sensation. Mm -hmm. Um, Headaches tend to go away and uh, it's a very profound experience. Wow. Mm -hmm. So in your work, you're focusing on the atlas bone. Do you work Mm -hmm. on the whole body as well? Yeah, great question. Absolutely. So I do a secondary technique that's also called the activator method and that uses an instrument as well. Um, and so with the activator method, we have to get the atlas sitting on straight first, because if we were to go in and start adjusting the rest of the spine before the atlas was correct, let's say the hip was out of alignment and we adjust the hip and bring it back down, but that hip was really stabilizing what was happening up top in the head and the shoulder, yeah. that hip's going to go right back to its misaligned state. And you really don't have the potential to do well and hold long term. Um, so we get the atlas on straight first with the atlas orthogonal method, and then we use the activator instrument to uh, address any other misalignment in the spine. Are they usually done at the same time, or is the are these done periods apart? They are done periods apart. Yeah. When the when the patient starts with care, we start with just the atlas. Because the atlas really surrounds the brainstem, it has such um, influence over the brain. And when we get the atlas on straight, it's a lot of input into the nervous system. Mm. And so we, if we're adjusting atlas, we're just adjusting atlas. That's a lot for the body to take in at one time. Um, so on the first visit, we just adjust atlas. And subsequent visits, if atlas needs to be adjusted, we adjust atlas. And then after it's holding is when we'll move on to activator method, but the two never occur at the same time. That makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, do, what's it like when you're work, when somebody comes into you when mm-hmm. they, they seem like um, hard to visualize the connectedness. Yeah. So sure. how, how do you help convince somebody who might even be a, a somewhat skeptical that, um, that these methods will work? Absolutely. Well, the first thing that we do is we really see if it's even an atlas issue. Um, I am a huge proponent that if I believe it's something that is connected to the atlas, I'll let you know. And if it's not, I'll let you know that too. So the very first thing before we even get started is I have the patient lay face up and I look at their feet and we look and we see if there's a difference in their leg length. Because just like we talked about, when the atlas goes out, it causes that huge compensatory reaction that will actually make one leg shorter than the other. 
So I'll take a picture. I'll actually take a picture of that if their legs are uneven, show it to the patient so that they can see actually what's going on with their body. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when the atlas goes out, the nerves that come out of the upper part of the spine Mm -hmm. will have a lot of pressure on them. So certain key areas of their spine in their upper part of their neck will become very swollen and tender. So we'll feel those areas. And it's something that I can feel feels like a little BB under the skin, but it's also something that the patient can feel because it's very tender to them. So by seeing their legs unequal, and then they can feel that pressure that's coming from the unequalness of the atlas, that's really something that the patient can take and say, yes, I have an issue that needs to be corrected. Wow, that's that's really great to be able to to be that patient that um, methodical, so that you can help the patient come along and understand and and buy into the treatment in a way. I think that's so important. Absolutely, I think that uh, so many of my patients come with not having any answers. Mm-hmm. And we're able to finally show them actually what is happening in their body and give them some answers as to the symptoms that they've been feeling and haven't been able to achieve. So it's really interactive. You're, you're bringing them into the healing process and, in, and um, making sure Absolutely. that you're educating as you go. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a huge component to it. And it's also showing the patient that their body really has the ability to heal themselves. Our bodies are an amazing, amazing machine. And that compensatory reaction is really just what your body did to try and get you through your everyday life. And it's wonderful and amazing that it did that. And you have the ability to function well on your own. The only thing that your body really needs to function correctly is no interference. Our spinal column and our nervous system, it's the only um, organ system in the entire body that's completely surrounded by bone. So it's very, very important. And when we have pressure on our nervous system, our spinal cord and the peripheral nerves that go out to every organ, cell, tissue in our body, we're really trying to demand something from our body that it just structurally cannot do. Mm -hmm. So when we remove that interference, now our body can finally function properly and our brain can talk to the rest of our body and begin to heal. Yeah. Um, I have a question from a personal experience where I was like your mom hit from behind and Mm -hmm. I think probably harder than she was because it was Mm -hmm. multiple cars and I hit, but the, um, and I was just curious about some of the symptoms people Mm -hmm. report when they first come in. And one Mm -hmm. of the ones for me, beside the brain fog and, and it didn't happen all at once. It seemed to get worse and worse as time Mm -hmm. went on. Um, and ultimately, sciatica and other kinds of crazy stuff. Right, right. One of the things I noticed was the sound in my, like I, my neck was making sounds that mm-hmm. turned mm-hmm. the crepitus or, you know, right. crickly. It was like crunching mm-hmm. paper sound. Do you ever hear that as one of the symptoms? We really do. And that's because when in a whiplash injury, it's a forwards injury and a backwards injury all at one time. Mm -hmm. So on the front of your vertebrae, you have seven vertebrae in your cervical spine. There are ligaments that run down the front part of those vertebrae. And then you have ligaments that run down the back aspect of those vertebrae. 
And in a whiplash injury, you are actually injuring both of those ligaments at one time. So all of the supportive structure that holds your cervical spine together is then damaged. That causes a lot of instability in the cervical spine and then excessive motion from that. And that's why you get that popping and that crepitus sensation and that feeling. It's because the cervical spine has become unstable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because I I definitely had trouble. Like even driving was hard because I couldn't turn. And and then I'd hear that sound and I would anticipate pain, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, if you really think of the spine like a chain, and if you were to hold the link a chain against gravity and turn that top link, what are the other links going to do? They're yeah. going to follow it, right? Yeah. So really what we have to do is get that top link of the chain correctly first so that the head's sitting correctly on the spine mm-hmm. so that now the rest of the cervical spine can be in the correct alignment and heal properly in the right place. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't heal properly in the right place after we've had that instability, there's a process in the body called Wolf's Law. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. So Wolf's Law states that the more pressure is put on a bone, the more bone will grow there. That's why patients with osteoporosis are really prescribed weight-bearing exercises Mm -hmm. um, because the more weight you put on the bone, the more it will develop. Now think of that if you had instability in the spine and you're creating abnormal pressure on different parts of your spine you're going to start to develop bony spur formations there and what we refer to as osteoarthritis. It's really not a process that comes from age, but comes from a process of us abnormally loading up our joints incorrectly. So I I suspect the answer is Mm -hmm. that this can be changed but uh, but I want to ask you because I've mm-hmm. noticed things like I'm 66 years old and mm-hmm. where people have told me, oh, you have arthritis. I've actually mm-hmm. experienced with exercise, weight bearing, because I, I work out, I play hockey. Things. So to uh, with better health, better nutrition, but also better exercise. And mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like things have reversed. Is that possible? So degeneration, I always tell my patients, I'm very honest, that the degeneration that you have is the degeneration that you have. Mm -hmm. You really can't go backwards from having these bony spur formations to not having them. Mm -hmm. There are instances where they are reabsorbed within the body, but that's a very rare phenomenon that does happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But what you can do is you can slow that process down or you can stop it from progressing further. So even if someone has degeneration or arthritis, that really shouldn't discourage them from trying to seek some sort of treatment in the chiropractic world. Because once we take that pressure off the bone and you're loading the joints up correctly, then that process of developing bone doesn't continue. And really... Once that process gets to what we call a phase three of spinal degeneration, where the joint completely collapses and the bones start to fuse together themselves, um, that's when what we can do in a chiropractic arena really drops way down. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's really good to get earlier intervention. Absolutely. I'm imagining too, the supporting structures with working out and strengthening and eating well help. Absolutely. And treating your body well is something that we always want to do. But if you're working out and you're working out in the wrong alignment, 
now you are creating imbalances in your muscular structure. So let's say that that head was tilted slightly and that shoulder came up and then the opposite hip came up and now you're exercising in that misaligned state. Now you're causing one muscle group to work really hard. The other, the other muscle group isn't working as hard. And now you're further almost cementing that misalignment in place. Yeah, that's important. I have mm-hmm. one more question um, sure. that I can think of, which has to do, I, I see a lot of people for, you know, I coach people, I'm a nurse, I coach people mm-hmm. for nutrition mm-hmm. and wellness and mm-hmm. fitness. And often my clients see some form of a chiropractic uh, mm-hmm. uh, provider. And I see people go very frequently. It's like a long-term mm-hmm. thing. And I'm just right. wondering what your opinion is on, on the length of treatment or why you would go all the time versus more of a, a intervention from time to time. Sure. And every chiropractor is different. So I can't speak to what other chiropractors do. Um, but what I do and what I believe in as my, I would say, treatment plan is that we're really wellness-based. And meaning that I want to get you out of the acute phase of care. And then we really want to go into a rehabilitative stage where we work on strengthening the alignment that we created Mm -hmm. and then work into a wellness phase of care where we really find that sweet spot where the patient can go and do all the things that they want to do in life without needing to be adjusted as often, but also not falling back into the acute phase of care. So if you think about it kind of like a bell curve, In the beginning stages of care, we really are doing that tug and war with the soft tissue where we go in, realign the segment, give your body a couple days to do that tug and war with the soft tissue, and then go in and do it again so that each treatment builds off of the next one. And then after we get that atlas holding and we get those segments in the alignment holding, then we really try and cut the visits in half and give the patient homework to do at home with very specific neurological retraining exercises and strengthening exercises and continue to cut those visits in half, like I said, until we can find that sweet spot where the patient can go and be active and do what they need to do without falling back into that symptomatic phase of care. So really goal would be to see a patient once a month, once every two months. That makes mm-hmm. so much sense for me. I think mm-hmm. what happens is we're so much of a pill for an ill society that people get Absolutely. used to having to do this mm-hmm. as more of a Band-Aid rather than a, a treatment plan and that you your um, visits are less less often because you're mm-hmm. you're more stable and you've actually improved. So I'm, I'm happy yeah. to hear that because it Absolutely. makes a lot more sense in the wellness realm. That well, I- we're really... Absolutely. We're really trying to find the root of the problem so that your body can begin to heal um, so that we're not just putting a Band-Aid and we're not treating the symptom. We're really treating the cause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, those were my questions. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that is important to share with our guests? What I would just share is that if someone is struggling with symptomology, post-trauma, concussions, Um, if they have kids in sports, to really pay attention to their alignment and see if they can see in their family members and your loved ones and even people that you work with, if shoulders are in balance, they have a head tilt, if you're noticing that they're walking incorrectly, and really just encourage them to get their alignment checked because you only get one spine. And just like we go to the dentist and we make sure that we don't have any cavities 
We want to go and see a chiropractor to make sure that our spine is in the correct alignment so that really our kids are growing correctly and that we're growing older correctly. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. And one more time, how can people reach out to you? How can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. The best way to reach out to us is through email. You can reach us at dralley at theatliscenter.com. Center is spelled C-E-N-T-R-E. All right. And mm-hmm. I will uh, put that in the show notes as well. So people Perfect. Can there if they uh, don't have anything to write down that mm-hmm. uh, email address with. So I really appreciate the time you spent Absolutely. with me. You're an amazing educator and um, appreciate that. taught me so many things today in this short spell. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joyce. Have a wonderful day. All right. You too. Thanks, Dr. Mm-hmm. Volpe. Bye-bye.